Kendall. I'm Anna. And this is Not, Not That, that serious. serious. Welcome back. I'm excited to be back. This is the first time I've been on the podcast in a relationship. <gasps> oh! <laughs> and I've been on quite a couple times at this point. Yeah, well, are you talking Kindle's Corner too, technically? Yeah. 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 The enti- every time I've ever been on it, I've always somehow not been in a relationship then in between relationships it's the podcast whatever. curse i don't say that well now i'm what? here and well I'm you're here yeah you broke happy, it and i'm in a very happy relationship so i feel like this was perfect because there's so many reasons why we decided to do this episode mainly and i was like well we did dating horror stories we mm-hmm. said even on the show we have to do another version right but positive i feel like also this show can very quickly turn into like the professional haters show for sure because <laughs> I don't know what else to say like all my friends are professional haters so today we're gonna be positive I think that'll be so nice it'll be so good how I'm, are you though I'm really good I'm trying to keep so I leave for Tahoe in a couple weeks like yeah in like eight weeks I'll be in a for the whole summer for three months um, which also brings up every time I'm with my partner, we only see each other on weekends. And so every weekend it feels like I'm getting closer and closer to leaving. So oh, yeah, I know it's so, it's so sad, but it's good. Like it's, it's, they're always, weekends are always so lovely. Yeah. And then so. you just have a party on the weekend. I know exactly. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I think like, um, I'm excited to do this episode because like, well, I've been, I've been good. I have been dating, which is so strange. I've been mm-hmm. like out on the town. I've been talking. I was on the apps. I'm technically still on the apps. It's a scary world. It's really frightening <laughs> on the apps. I don't know if I like them. But funny enough, mm-hmm. I know you met your partner on Bumble. I did. I have a friend, and I'm not going to disclose who, but I have a friend who's met this really cool guy also on Bumble. A lot of people have met their, I know several people, probably like five or six people who have met their partners on Bumble and have been together for See, years. And that makes me really yeah. want to rescind my previous statement on how much I hated Bumble. Yeah. However, Bumble has just not worked for me in the past. That's fair. Like my last relationship came off of Hinge. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, hmm, like should I give Bumble a shot? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Am I ready to be in a relationship? I don't know. I'm happily single. Well, okay, so I have said this before, but I think the thing about dating that makes things good is, like, especially first dates, you're just getting to know the person. Totally. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to marry this person or, oh, like, I'm going to be forever with this person. You're just genuinely trying to get to know them on a personal level, just like you would grab coffee coffee with a friend or something like that. And I think people put so much pressure on it that dating, like, doesn't become fun anymore yeah and then it kind and then it really tires you out i think that's when people start to feel like oh like i'm so tired of this dating thing well if you're just like have no stakes and you're just trying to enjoy your time and get to know people and you're like oh cool like i don't vibe with this person that's it like it's not like a waste of time then then you're like oh whatever but to be fair it's not like i was in the trenches for like years on years on years and maybe at that point it does get a little tiresome and at that point maybe you need some more intense therapy yeah it might be you and my oh (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know what else to say i don't know everybody needs therapy though yeah everybody this is an ad for therapy better help yes (laughs) but i do think like I, I was saying, like, too, I think it's going to be so good to do this episode because there are plenty of you. I know my demographic. Most yeah. of my demographic is, like, 85, if that more, probably. 
percent women Mm -hmm. in like their mid to late 20s and if you're anything like me who's also a female in her mid to late 20s we're in our mid 20s don't even say that we're still early mid 20s is 25 and then once you hit 26 we are like mid 20s anna isn't that so (laughs) weird okay so mid 20s either way like i think it's so easy to get caught up and be like I hate dating. It's all horrible. There's no good men left. Mm -hmm. There's nothing good in this world. Love doesn't exist. I've been there. I'm currently fighting out of that trench right now. Mm -hmm. And this episode is going to be a great reminder that love does exist. Um, Women are not out for your non-existent money, men. Um, (laughs) Men are not out to, you know, hurt you all the time, women. Um, And all my other friends who are just having a hard time... Love exists. And it's not that serious. And it's never that serious. It's not that serious. That's the fun so. part about dating is it's not that serious until it is. Until it until it gets a little bit serious. But we don't get there. We just like no. to talk about the fun stuff. But before no. we get into anything else dating related and describe our outfits today, question of the week, what pissed you off on the internet this okay, week? I have two things. Yes. So firstly, I would like to respond to the haters out there who hated my blanket trick. Oh! Come for you guys. You're pissing me off. <laughs> not really. It's not that serious to me. But I feel like people, uh, as someone who's dyslexic and cannot read, can you please read? Come on. Or I at least said it out loud to you. The blanket trick is for one, when you're not used to touching someone yet and you're trying to have fun and be a little coy. Yes. That is part of the fun of dating. It's not as fun. You can listen. If that's your prerogative, yeah. and you just want to say, give me a kiss. Fine. Happily, you know, be boring. Sure, but it's also fun to just play around, play a little game, be a little flirtatious, give a little bit of mystery. This is why, like, some of y'all aren't happy. Yeah, <laughs> just enjoy. this is actually why. I think, like, also if you think about it this way, like I, that video got a million views. By the way, <laughs> that video is almost at two million views, which is so <laughs> stupid to think about, and the amount of comments that were like. Uh, women don't have to try that hard. It's not that hard for women. You guys just literally just can look at people and you get whatever you want. I was like, wow, wow, wow. There's a lot of hostility in these comments. Well, yeah, people also were like middle school Riz. What were you doing? Middle school Riz I'm sorry, what are you doing in middle school? Who are you having over on your couch wrapped up in a blanket in middle school trying to like make out? I'm so sorry. Well, that's how I know they didn't get any in middle school or high school or now because they literally consider anything that is like not direct like childish seek help one two go kiss somebody yeah try it out and then tell me yeah once you try it and it works for you and it does amazing things for your love life maybe then come back to that video and leave a positive comment I also have something to say for the one person that stitched the video and they probably thought I didn't see it, but I did see it and I actually saved it. And you guys, (laughs) you called us neurotypical, which is not only offensive, (laughs) it's also wrong. (laughs) So go to hell for that too. It's like he was like neurotypical to do anything without like to avoid direct communication. I was like, who said that? And also who's going to tell him? That was crazy. I'm dyslexic, (laughs) y'all. Please. It is part of my brand. So that was kind of rude to me. It was so offensive. I was <laughs> like, damn, not he's like assuming shit. But all of that aside, uh, thanks for a million views. 
Love you. Love you. Kisses. <laughs> Heart. What else was dropping in at this Okay, scene? okay. So my real thing is, have you ever seen those things on TikTok that are like the side by side? So I'll have like a really interesting video and then it'll have like another video of like them like building something or like smashing something. Yeah. And I love them so much. Because obviously I'm very entertained by like whatever conversations going on on the side, but I also yeah. am obsessed with like the, like, is it smashing well enough or like the like clay being like squished? Sure, sure, sure. But then that's all my for you pages. Oh no! And then it just like makes me feel so sad. You gotta like <laughs> skip past them because yes, you gotta just skip past them sometimes. Yes, it's like a virus; it'll really take over your entire thing. Right now, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Whose Line Is It Anyways. It was I've like I've never an seen it, seen it, but okay. I know of it. Yeah, that's all my for you pages right now. Really? And I just. I can't get away from it. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes they do really funny things, and so I'm like, oh, I have to watch it. And then I, for the next month, I guess my TikTok is just going to be, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, honestly, I mean, it happens. I think, like, right now my TikTok is just Subway Surfers with Reddit <laughs> posts. <laughs> they play Subway Surfers, <laughs> and they read the Reddit posts with, like, the AI machine. Uh -huh. And sometimes when I'm like, I'll get, like, six in a row, and I'm like, okay, I have to just skip through them yeah. so that my For You page can, like, get back to normal yeah but some of the reddit posts they be posting are really juicy also before i hopped on i heard like two different like really cute dating stories that i'll share when Aww. we get into it. i know it was like it was i don't know the phones really do be listening because it was like back to back to oh, like crazy. really great stories and i was like Aww. this is awesome i'll just this is content um you should stitch yeah. some of them maybe you should save them and then Ooh. stitch be like we have the videos. We have two. Do you want to talk about it? We, yeah, that's actually so. That's actually so good. Actually, thanks, Anna. Mm -hmm. uh, our in our in house social media coordinator. Oh, of course, market now, extraordinaire. What was what pissed you off on the internet this week? <sighs> mm, strong question. I know it's like every week. I don't have an answer to this question. I'm trying to think because again, you do have to answer it every week, which I, is hard. It is so hard. I think like. Unfortunately, like I've been spending less time on the Internet, especially looking at things that piss me off. So, you know, I'm just like I'm just here. Mm -hmm. I mean, sorry. Yeah, I know it pissed me off on the Internet this week. Can somebody get a hold of Caitlyn Jenner and take away her phone, throw it away? I don't understand. Also, and I saw a tweet about it, so I'm just going to say it myself. Does Caitlyn Jenner not know that she's also transgender or oh, does God. she just like hate? trans people it is so strange i've never really understood that i don't get it but it's like honestly it's at this point it's beyond me but that that's actually thoroughly pissing me off because my thing too is like she's so vocal every time yeah and it's like girl sit down like what is the problem yeah we need a new spokesperson like please. for real you you need to chill anyway so that that was probably pissing me off on the internet this week because it's like and every week that Caitlyn Jenner opens her fucking mouth, I'm mad because I'm yeah. like, why are you speaking? Yeah. Go vote for your Republicans and, and keep it pushing. <laughs> like, just do whatever you need to do, but just, like, stop talking. Right. You know? Yeah, that's fair. Jesus, stop talking. Because now you look crazy. I'm sorry. You look insane. Is anybody else going to say it? Is I anybody think, else going to say it? I think lots of people have said it before. I would also agree with that. I think plenty of people are also saying it. But I'll also say it on this show. My my show is no ha no room for actual bigotry and hatred so i will can i will shut down everything that caitlin jenner has been saying because that shit is just not okay you rebuke we rebuke <laughs> moving on so i told anna 
that I was going to wear an outfit that I would wear on a dream date of mine that I haven't gotten to go on yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have not been on a dr- my dream date. Okay, wait. So is that what you're wearing? Like, I mean, I could wear this to my dream date. Sure. Would you like to share? Okay. The so, outfit details yeah. and your dream date. Okay, so okay. my outfit details, I am wearing all blacks. So usually it makes me feel like mysterious and like interesting, also comfortable. I like the way I look in black. So usually that's why I wear black. I'm a chilly girl, so I always have to have a little sweater on mm-hmm. because you never know what's mm-hmm. going to entail, you know, whatever. But my dream date is pretty casual, and I've always wanted to go to the most disgusting mini golf, like, place ever. And there's a reason. Don't write me off just yet. So, my thought is... My God. <laughs> it is... I think I've submitted it once. You to have. The, pod- <laughs> the podcast. Coming back around. I knew exactly who it was when I saw it. But I think it would be so much fun to, like, go to, like, just a dirty, disgusting mini golf establishment because I think it'll be so funny. And then for, like, years to come, you can have that to, like, laugh with your partner about. Because if everything's just so perfect and good all the time, it's just kind of boring to me. But if something's just like, if the mini golf place is like falling apart or like the water's a weird color or like it kind of smells like mildew, like that's, to me, I'm kind of like, that is just so funny and quirky. I don't disagree. And then you can just like giggle and laugh the entire time. Also, I think it's fun because if you kind of run out of things to talk about, you can just shit on the establishment a little bit. Absolutely. And so that kind of feels, feels. Fills the dead air. Yeah. And it gives you both something to come together on. Here's the thing. Like, I don't disagree with you. I think it's, like, genius in, in like, all of its glory. Like, the explanation makes the most sense. Like, I would totally agree with you. I think it's, like, the desire to, like, the intention is, like, we're going to find the nastiest, dirtiest place. (laughs) Versus, like, we stumbled upon the nastiest, dirtiest place and we still had a good time. (laughs) Well, I would like for my partner to stumble upon it and, like, take me there. I've obviously, I actually have told two of my exes that I wanted to go to the dirtiest, nastiest place ever. And they never took you. And they never took me. So I'm kind of hesitant to tell my current person. <laughs> someone just, <laughs> someone just You're the loudest sneeze on God's green earth. <laughs> Take them to the <laughs> the green green. <laughs> the who? <laughs> the um golf course. That's what I was thinking. The mini golf course. Take the sneeze. To <laughs> yeah, because dirty nasty. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So we'll see. We'll see if I ever get to go on my dream date. We got to put in a feeler for you. I feel like he'll listen to the episode, and I think he might get some ideas. I asked him about it. I uh-huh. was like, "Are you gonna listen?" And he said he didn't know yet because last time when I did my Uh-oh. other episode, <laughs> he I started talking about a date that I had been on. That oh, wasn't and it hurt his feelings. And he was like, "She didn't tell me about that one yet." And so I th- he got nervous and then didn't finish the episode. Oh. So I asked him if he was going to listen to this one. And he was like, I don't know. He's like, I feel weird knowing about all the sweet things other people have done for you. I was like. Oh, that's valid. I was like, that's fair. I was like, but you don't want to hear the sweet, nice things I say about you. Right. So. Okay. Well, hopefully he listens. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I feel I feel weird because I've definitely sent this podcast out to a couple of the different suitors mm-hmm. that I have been entertaining 
and they all love the show. Good. It's like the weirdest thing ever. They're all they all come back with nothing but nice things to say. In fact, I'll send them one episode and they'll be like, I listened to another episode Aww. and another episode. And I'll be like, oh, OK, well, stop listening because yeah, I don't need good men on your roster. Thank you. I, I think I do, too. But I'm nervous because I don't want any of the future men or current men that I'm seeing to listen to this episode and then not be original. That's mm. the fear. It's like I'm about to give away all my trade secrets, like all the things that make me tick and make me happy, and then they're going to come back and like suddenly know exactly what to do. And I'm like, I just gave away my sauce. Well, what you need to do is then that's the bar, and they need to raise it, do something more. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you have an idea of the path you need to go on, but now that's the – like you should know. Now you have the answer, so you have to go even more above you that. you got to Be a little creative. Yeah. 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 So take everything with a grain of salt because you have to make your own. Very good. You know what? You're right. So then I don't feel bad about telling you guys what I'm wearing and why. Um, I'm wearing this cute orangey, yellowy, like very summer set. Mm-hmm. I feel like my hair and my makeup are done so cute. So good. Um, Thank you all because my dream date that I've yet to go on and I've been in plenty of parks. Mm-hmm. I want to go on, like, an actual, like, picnic date. Like, I want the man that I'm seeing to, like, plan out everything. Like, I want a basket. Mm -hmm. I want wine. I want a plethora of snacks. I want to be fed grapes. Like, and I want a situation, and I want it to be hot and sunny and, like, secluded. And, Mm -hmm. oh, like, I just want, like, all the good vibes, all the Mm -hmm. good energy. And I want it to be, like, straight out of a movie. Yeah. And this is what I would wear. Yes, this is very picnic core. Thank you. It is giving very picnic core. So this is what I would wear on my picnic date. Bellas, take notes. Um, that being said, let's get into it, shall we? Yes, we should. Um, I don't even know where to start. Like positive dating experiences. Maybe like the best date you've ever been on since we're talking about dates. I haven't been on that date. but Best date I've ever been on. Well, here's the thing. I'm a very, I like casual dates Same. anyway. <clears throat> so I love going to like a little brewery or I really like just staying at home and watching a movie. I'm not a big movie person, but just like being able to like hold hands just with a person and like just feel comfortable is kind of where I feel the most confident. But mm. I don't know about the most fun date I've ever been on. I haven't honestly gone on any crazy dates. Like, everything's pretty mm. chill. Have you gone on any crazy dates? Um, I don't know. Like, I also do very, like, chill, casual dates. I think, like, it could have been crazy and it could have been fun. And it's what drew me to my ex was mm-hmm. when I first met my ex – we were chatting like we were like texting and he was like, what are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nothing like I'm home. And he was like, you want to go to Cafe Intermezzo? And it was like late, like it was like okay. eight or nine. And he was like, I'll send you an Uber to your house. Like, you know, like we'll go okay. to Cafe Intermezzo and it'll be fun. And I was like, oh, and I, for some reason I couldn't go. Like I actually yeah. physically couldn't go for something was happening at the house. Mm-hmm. But we had planned a date for the next day mm-hmm. to like meet in person and then go to cafe intermezzo as well. So like, it's like things like that where I'm like, Oh, like that would have been really fun and spontaneous and different. Mm-hmm. And I was like really into him. My thing is like any date can be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time getting interested in, in men. 
like at all because like i'm just like not interested in what i'm been dealt with right now what do you mean you're not interested like they're not giving you like the intellectual plays like this is how i know i'm probably not ready for like a relationship right now because like i'm just i can't even place like what it is it's mm. like okay. uh, it's just like nothing's there like i'm like everybody's really nice or like everybody like no nobody's like boyfriend material got it okay. you know like i'm just like i'm just getting to know people and i'm like mm-hmm. this i'm about to hurt some feelings i'm pretty sure but like it's just like it's just like not giving what it needs to give yeah. right now like i can't see going on like dates with these people i can yeah. see like hanging out I can't see, like, anything, like, romantic, actually. You know? Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. Yeah. But we're talking positive, so I guess I should circle back. Yes. So, positive dating experiences. Yeah, the Cafe Nemezzo one was definitely um, up up Mm -hmm. there, for sure. Well, maybe let's take it back a little bit from the the beginning. Sure. What was your first crush like? Like, did you have, like, an elementary school crush? I, like, don't remember... Like, I genuinely don't remember. Did you? Yeah, I remember. I know their name and everything. And I know them now, too. We'll see if any of the high school, you know, people. Or know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, in first, the first time I had a crush was in first grade. And his name was Kyle. Kyle? Maybe I shouldn't say his last name on here. Kyle. Yeah, we're going to go. That is actually his name. Okay. Hi, Kyle. Kyle. And he was in my first grade class. And he had really... It was almost like a red-brown curly hair. And I can't even remember why I liked him. I just remember one day he was walking down the hallway, and I was like, I really like Kyle. And that was it. And then, like, the next year I had someone else that I was interested in. Yeah. It happens. I mean, not that I didn't even – I've never had my first boyfriend until I was in sixth grade. And that was so terrible because he bought me chocolates. And a Gatorade for Valentine's Day. Oh. So sweet. His name was Austin. And Austin. Austin. He was shorter than me. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember he gave me the chocolates and the Gatorade. And I didn't know what to do with myself at the time. I just was so shocked and didn't. I was in sixth grade, so no one had ever, like, bought me, bought me anything for yeah. Valentine's Day. And I told him that I was fasting from chocolate. Why did you do that? I don't know. Because I just didn't feel like I could accept the gift. No. And he was like, and I was like, but for whatever reason, I was like, I'll take the Gatorade though. (laughs) So I took the Gatorade and his cousin was in my sixth grade class. And she was like, Austin bought you these chocolates. And it's so sweet. And I was like, I'm fasting. I can't have them. And that was it. That was it. That was it. And then I think we l- broke up shortly after. Oh. It was in middle school, so. I I feel like, like, I didn't do a lot of, like, boy stuff in middle school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I, like, got to high school. And I remember my first kiss <gasps> very vividly. It was a truth or dare. <gasps> and it was with a boy that I ended up dating in high school. Mm-hmm. And, um... It was a truth or dare. And, you know, when, like, you don't know how to kiss yet, I remember, like, when the – or it was – was it truth or dare or was it spin the bottle? It was one of those. And when I, like, found out I had to kiss him, <laughs> we get – like, we meet up. And uh, America, I want you to imagine, like, your lips against a wall. Mm-hmm. That's what I was doing. Like, I literally did not move my lips at mm-hmm. all. I didn't actually kiss this man. My lips just stayed where it was. Mm-hmm. And so did his. And we just, like, lip mashed. Yeah. For approximately 12 seconds. Very and nice. then we were like, wow, we just kissed. My first kiss was 
interesting too. I mean, it was good. I feel like I honestly, for the most part, I feel like I'm very happy with all of the relationships that I have, whether I they ended poorly or not. I feel like I've learned a lot from a, a lot of them, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Um, and I feel like they all had a decent amount of respect for me. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I remember my first kiss was this guy and we were in theater together and we were up in our dressing room area. I can't remember what we were doing, but I remember everybody left the room. It was during nine to five, the musical. Oh. And I remember we were waiting for him to go out for his scene and we had to like leave, but we were the only two in the dressing room and he like leaned in and was like, and then I love that sound effect you gave the audience. And then he, like, ran out. And then I remember being mortified because I had a little bit of um, sparkly lipstick on. And oh. then I could see him on I don't think anyone could tell. But I could see a little bit of sparkle, like, on his cheek and on his lip. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Because we weren't technically oh my supposed to <laughs> kiss at the time. Um, his parents were pretty strict. And I can't remember if mine were or not at that time. But... Yeah, it just was like it wasn't supposed to happen. But it was also the first, you know, the first time I'd ever kissed anybody, and so yeah. it was so f- super scary. Um, but yeah, and then you know we obviously kissed many times after that. But it was always kind of like more secretive. Mm, mm. It's, it's funny you say that because like I think one thing that I feel like I can do that a lot of people can't is I can discern like good memories from like bad ones. Yeah. And I can still be like that was not a good person or it wasn't a good relationship, but it still had good moments. Yeah. There was a time in high school you said you said this story and I was like, oh, my God, that brought me back to something. I j- it hit me all yeah. at once when I was in high school. I was uh, like dealing with this guy and I shouldn't have been dealing with him at all. He was literally the worst person ever. But okay. this is positive dating stories. I was so obsessed with him mm-hmm. and he was obsessed with me. But it was one of those things where it was like he didn't want to tell people he was obsessed with me. But he was also like one of those types that was like a secret simp. You could you but you could tell. Yeah. Like so people were like, oh, like, of course, like he's in the Kindle, like, duh. Mm-hmm. But like anyway, I remember we were like at improv practice. Not improv. It was improv practice and it was a very rainy day like mm-hmm. today and I was in the chorus room I think mm-hmm. and I was just standing there minding my business and this guy the guy he comes in he's soaking wet like I mean hair mm-hmm. wet like like clothes wet like everything and I remember looking at him and I was like oh my god like are you okay like you just came outside and he's like bursting in the room and he just I'm standing on one of the risers he comes up and he just kisses <gasps> me in front of everybody soaking wet and I was like and I remember just like having all these like tingles and being like wow like this is love (laughs) but it was like one of those moments where I was like this is so romantic like I'll never forget that genuinely like he came in the room and just like took me and everybody just watched it's like a little movie moment it was a movie Ah! moment it was and he was just like oh my god it was a teenage (laughs) dream and i will never forget that it was so beautiful Mm -hmm. um and i love that because i know one of the questions was like how do we feel about pda i'm a big pda girl so things like that make my heart fucking flutter honey here's the thing i don't want to be a pda girl but, but I am. Yes. Like, it's like, it's at a point where I re- cannot control it. You know what you are. I know what I am. 
I am guilty. I will take the charges of people giving me stank eye mm-hmm. and just hating my existence for a moment. But I have to I have to hold my partner's hand. Yep. I rub their back a little bit. I want a little kiss on the cheek. Like, I don't know what to tell you. There's a difference between making everybody in the room just incredibly thoroughly uncomfortable, like sucking the air out and being like, oh, my God, they're they're making children, you oh. know, in front of all of us. Right. And then there's like I'm showing my partner affection. And I think everybody deserves to know how much I really thoroughly enjoy being around this person. And I love that. I love that for other people. I think there is a line and Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't cross it. So I'm a PDA girl. I'm a, I'm an advocate for PDA as well. You should kiss your partner in public and hold their hand and show them off and tell people you're obsessed with them. And I just think that's amazing. I don't know. Thank you. I appreciate that. So validating. Really? Yeah. You're valid. I feel, I just always feel so bad about it. I actually tell my partner a lot. I'm like, do you think we're making people uncomfortable? Because I'm always thinking about it. Because I want to, I want to be understanding Mm -hmm. and I want to be aware. But also at the same time, I'm like, I just, I just want to touch you. I just want to hold you. I just want to say hello. It's a time and place thing, I think, too. Like, I, I was obsessed with my ex. I feel like I'm trying to remember, like, we were home a lot. So I feel like there was never, like, a time. But he was also very much like, it was like a very comfortable PDA. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I remember when um, like we were first started dating and I was meeting all his friends mm-hmm. and I was so nervous because um, oh, I don't want to disclose too much information. But my ex is like very manly man. Mm-hmm. And like I was scared that his friends were going to be like we I was scared he was going to act different yeah. in front of his friends. Mm-hmm. Right. And we were not, like, official yet. Like, I was still, like, meeting people and stuff. And I remember he was, like, hosting a barbecue. And, like, he would leave, like, his friends. His friends were all really nice, by the way. So I would be talking and chatting with people. And he would come up and he would just, like, you know, like, come up behind me, put his hand on my back. Mm -hmm. You know, are you okay? Like, how are you feeling? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're good. Like, do you want anything? Do you want me to make you play? Like, da 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 And it's just, like, things like that where it's, like, oh, like, he would kiss me in front of people. Mm-hmm. He would tell them, like, how pretty I looked. Like, it was like, oh, wow, like, okay, you like me. Yeah. Like, you like me. You like me. Like, I don't know. Something about PDA just, like, tells me, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like, you're not afraid to let people know, like, you have feelings, but you also, like. Yeah. Yeah. Is that um, your love language? Do you think physical touch? Or what is your no. love language? What would you consider your love language? Acts of service. Very Acts nice. of service. And I think, like that's more of like a closed door love language than like in public mm-hmm. I would say but like acts of service I don't know why like give the audience some examples what do you mean by because acts of service sometimes can mean different things for different people technically yeah um I think it's like boils down to like knowing what I need mm-hmm. and and just thinking ahead mm-hmm. so like let's say like you know you're at my house mm-hmm. And I have to, like, run an errand. And I'm, like, stressed as Mm -hmm. shit. And I'm, like, ah, like, everything's all over the place and da-da-da. If I come home and you've, like, tidied up my room or you've, like, drawn me a bath Mm. or, like, you know, things like that where I'm, like, (gasps) like, you thought about me. Like, you thought about me and you, like, did things. Like, that is so sexy. Yeah. What's your love language? So, um, I have – so, specifically, my top love language is words of affirmation. Um, just because I like to, I'm a words person. So when someone's like, oh, you look really pretty or you're very smart or, you know, I don't know. It's just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel really good and it makes me know that they're thinking about me and that they're also 
seeing the things that I do for people. Yeah. Um, like one of the sweetest things that my partner tells me, the thing that he says he likes most about me is that I'm a really compassionate person, mm-hmm. which I'd never been told that by a partner before. I'd always been told like, oh, you're really pretty or like you're hot or stuff like that, you know, which, you know, to some extent you do like to hear. But I think it's what's on the inside that matters. So when someone compliments me on like who I am as a person, how I treat other people, that means more to me. Yeah, for sure. So that's what I mean by words of affirmation is like you're looking at me and you're able to decipher why you like me. And then to be able to express that to me is very meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, But for a relationship partner that I'm seeing romantically, physical touch is second on the list because I do feel very comforted like knowing that that person is there even if it's like they're just their hands resting on my leg or as they're like rubbing my back or like every now and then they give me a little kiss on the cheek or the forehead it just makes me all giddy and happy I think like physical touch is like up there I I really have to know you yeah like I have to know you I have to be comfortable and then I'm like and then you genuinely can't get me like off of you well that's what I mean that's why I'm only saying mm-hmm. I don't if you're not my romantic partner get what your hands off me no do don't not, touch do me do not touch me <laughs> <laughs> don't even get close to me don't even breathe don't breathe me. in my direction <laughs> me being a compassionate person being like don't even think <laughs> about looking at me don't talk about it <laughs> no seriously though um, I love that though that point about being a compassionate person I feel like that those compliments are lost you know so what I mean sweet. It's so sweet. It and is. we talk about those things a lot, actually. So one of the things that we started doing whenever we first started dating was making a, well, he did it some. I did it more, honestly. Made a list of questions every time we saw each other. So I would purposely not, like, talk to him. Or I would talk to him throughout the week, but wouldn't ask him certain questions until we were in person. So we would have a lot to, talk, to actually talk about in person. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, this huge list on my phone of all the questions I've ever asked him on our dates. Okay. And some of them are some of them are fun, some of them are silly, but some of them are, like, really nitty-gritty deep down, like, relationship questions. Mm-hmm. So mm. I think that that kind of helped him know where my head was at with, relation- with the relationship. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that helped. That's interesting. I'm going to have to see that list later. I will share it. One day I'll write a book. I think you should. put all the questions in there. You should. You should. I'm like, I'm trying to think too. Oh, speaking of writing a book, I do have a story about the best gift I've ever received. Do <gasps> well, you what have, is it? Do you have a story? I would like you to share if you have one though. Mine's just, so yes, I do. Um, one of the best gifts that I've ever gotten is actually, I don't think I have them near me, but are my brown converse. And Uh. it just so happened that I posted these before my birthday this year. I posted this picture of these Converse that I really wanted. And I put them on my Instagram close friends. And I was like, who's buying me these shoes? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, I had in mind, I was like, I wonder if my partner's going to buy me these shoes. But you think that and you don't know. Yeah. You know, it's only up for 24 hours. You never know. It is what it is, yeah. And so I put it up. And apparently, before my birthday, he went into my closet and found my shoe size and then ordered the shoes. Yeah, that's the shit, you know? Yeah. And then on my birthday, I, like, go in, I open the gift, and they're the shoes. And I'm like, how did you know my size? This is exactly what I Oh, yeah. Because I had no idea what he was going to get me. Because I'm somebody who has habitually had terrible gift givers yeah like gifts are like the last thing on my list because 
I've always had. One time I had a, I had an ex for Christmas. I know about this one, I think. He got me a picture of himself. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. That was it. And it wasn't a joke. He did not give it to me as a joke, I don't think. I think and, he just forgot and, it was Christmas. And then, honestly, if he's out there listening. Oh. And he's like, it was a joke. I'm so sorry. It was But I did not take it as a joke. I did not think that you were giving it to me as a joke because there was no other gift. That wasn't funny. It was just the picture of, of himself. Yeah. The, 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 the thing about jokes, to be quite honest with you, like they're supposed to be funny. Like you're supposed to laugh. Yeah. That shit would actually make me feral. But honestly, it is for the last like four years, like I've laughed about it so hard. I've told so many people I really roasted that picture of this man and so it is a gift it is a gift it is a gift <laughs> it's I, the gift that, that keeps giving <laughs> it is I, I i love it and um yeah i'll cherish that memory for the rest of my life okay at least it's a good one it's so funny to me now but yeah. it was an absolutely terrible a nightmare terrible situation gift. don't ever do that if you have a partner don't ever do that why would you <laughs> give why would you do that and not like in conjunction with bigger gifts well and also he didn't pay for the picture of himself i remember he had me drive him to walmart and he was like you can't come in with me i'm getting your gift and i was like okay and i come back or he comes back to the car and he just was like all right i have it and i was like there's nothing in your hand Okay. So I was like, maybe there's jewelry. I don't know. Like maybe you could put it in his pocket. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm trying not to be a gold digger. But (laughs) (laughs) but then when I open the gift and it's just a picture of himself, and he told me later he was like, yeah, I didn't um I didn't pay for it because I didn't have change or something. So I just took the picture and left Walmart. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that psychotic? Why didn't he plan like that? No, I have no words. <laughs> this is positive dating stories. Sorry, let me yeah, not let I me d- not roast I him. I didn't mean no. to go back into to, to horror story mode. But that that actually that that did something for but me. But for the fact that this that my current partner like plans, he's got honestly at this point he's gotten me a lot of really nice gifts. He's a Gemini, isn't he? He is a Gemini. I'm curious about that. Okay. What are you curious about? Because I was I you know I'm conducting my experiment right now. This is um. This is something I will tell the audience a bit later, but I am conducting an experiment. I will disclose the contents of that experiment later, but just understand it is astrologically related um, and specifically with like partners and signs and things like that. But I've never been with a Gemini. So I am curious to know if they're like thoughtful partners, like what's the tea there? Mm -hmm. But a Gemini and a Pisces is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it works out really well. I think that uh, I can be a little bit mysterious at times or... Aloof, if you will. Yeah, or like fun, and I think that that keeps him guessing. He says that something about me that he really likes. Those positive affirmations really lock me yep. in, I gotta say. I gotcha. He says that he always has a lot of fun with me because he never knows how I'm going to react in a positive mm. way it's not like he's like good or bad it's just like oh i have interesting things to say that he had never thought of before or i bring up really good questions i don't know my banter's it's on point here yeah the banter the banter will get me every time the banter is something that i'm like oh if you have good banter like if you can just like it is yeah it's like, okay, you just talked me out of my pants. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. But the best, I think the best gift that I've ever received, and I've talked about this mm-hmm. with other people before, but this is about to embarrass, like, some of the men that have actually seriously seen because this guy was somebody I never, like, c- 
committed to, right. who never committed to me either. Mm-hmm. That's a horror story for another day. But he and he introduced me to poetry. Mm-hmm. He's the reason why I like enjoyed poetry because like before I was like, uh, like I don't know how I feel about it, but he would he really liked poetry, and I remember um, he would like show me poems and all this stuff. And so one day we would talk on the phone for like hours and hours and hours. And um, he was like, I'm staying up all night and I'm making you a book. And I said, oh, whatever. And he sent me a Snapchat and he was making me a book. Mm-hmm. And he had a typewriter in his house. Okay. So he actually type wrote, like handcrafted, handmade a book of poetry Every poem was either written by him about me, inspired by me, mm-hmm. or, like, influenced by me. Mm-hmm. It was the craziest thing. And I, honest to God, wish I had pictures of it. Did you not keep it? No, I ended up giving it back because oh, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't work out. But I would have kept that. I should have. I, I couldn't look at it. I keep all of my gifts mm-hmm. from any ex I've ever been with. If I got that gift... I deserve that gift. It's the one thing I genuinely regret doing. Like, I don't regret a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but I think about often, not super often, because that was, like, several years ago, Mm -hmm. but damn, I wish I kept it. Mm -hmm. I think it was, like, trying to make this point of, like, I don't need you and fuck your fucking Mm -hmm. book of poetry at the time. But I remember when I received it, he handed it to me. He put it in his backpack in a towel because it was like he had construction paper and he like glued things on it and it was like actually like handcrafted Mm -hmm. hand done all these poems and I remember flipping through and being like this man loves me like I was like what the fuck um yeah that didn't work out but I can still say that is to date Mm -hmm. the best gift I've ever received from anybody mm-hmm. sorry I, I do to all my exes love letter a love let i used to write letters to this guy the same guy in high school that uh-huh. kissed me in the in the um mm-hmm. we used to write letters to each other where is that oh i still get love letters where is you still get love letters? i keep i keep mm-hmm. all of my love letters too like i have love letters dating back to like my earliest high school relationship i've, I've to be fair, this is probably really wrong of me. No. But I love love letters. They're w- it's one of my favorite. Th- it's words of affirmation, too. It like, is, yeah. Y- so it makes sense of why I'm always like, I would love a love letter. And it's so important, like, for birthdays or mm. different things, getting cards. I don't yes. all, honestly, I probably should do it more for the people that I care about. But it's really special when I get a card for, like, birthdays or yes. holidays. It makes me feel so good. And so for all of my partners that I've had throughout the years, I've always asked them, to make me love letters. Write me a letter. Some mm-hmm. of them did not. Mm-hmm. And they're wrong for that. Yeah. But that's how I knew they didn't like me that much. Or they had their own issues that they were working through. Mm-hmm. However, several of them did. Period. Mm-hmm. And some of them are, I cherish so much. I have like a box. Have you ever? Do you have your? I have a box of X's. Like, no. Oh, <laughs> you don't have an Xbox? Uh-uh. I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> I love my Xbox. <laughs> I don't have an Xbox. That's so interesting. What's what's in your Xbox? It's like pictures of you and your ex. It's like love letters they've given you over the years, cards they've given you over the years. If it's like smaller gifts or like for example, um in some of my in my Xbox, I have seashells that they gave me from one of their trips. 
And oh, wow. And I just, it's like meaningless, honestly, from the standpoint of, I don't, I probably could throw them away, but I just, I don't know, like it makes me sometimes think about like the good stuff. You yeah, know? that's, that's honestly, you're better than me. When I'm like done with somebody, unfortunately, like I physically like can't look at those mm-hmm. things or else like I'm going to not mm-hmm. move on with my life. So I don't have an Xbox. I just have the memory stored up here. Like to the point where like I don't even have pictures of any of the men that I've dealt with, mm-hmm. including my most recent with. ex. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any pictures because I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't need to see your face. Like I don't want to look at you. I don't want to mm-hmm. I don't want to remember anything. Mm-hmm. Forget about that ever happened. But I can remember the good things. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's however someone wants to heal for me, at least I always really enjoy. Uh, honestly, I've had a lot of really wonderful exes and I really appreciate mm-hmm them in my life to the extent that they were there and I think that it's helpful for me to sometimes have those things to remind myself like oh there was a reason why I was with them yeah hope they have a great life separate from me right don't talk to me but I appreciate all the things that they were able to do for me I appreciate all the things that they were not able to do because then that ultimately pushed me towards meeting someone who might be a better fit yeah I don't know. We're keeping that positive energy just flowing and going. I mm-hmm. think like knowing um, I think that's like the beauty in like the relationships is like at the end of the day, even if it doesn't work out, you're like one step closer to meeting the person you're supposed to be with. And you learn so much in our relationship. You really do. You really do. Yeah. yeah. So how do you know what you like if you don't know what you don't? You know, like you're never going to know like what those little pet peeves are, those things that you can't stand that honestly – don't are not that serious Mm -hmm. until you are in the relationship and you're like I can't stand this like I need somebody like for example I need somebody who's gone through gone through shit Mm -hmm. because if I am with somebody who doesn't understand what it's like to not really like work hard at something or somebody who hasn't like had a lot of difficulty it's really hard for me as someone who has been through difficult stuff to relate to them mm-hmm. but that's something you won't you will not know until you've been until with you someone get to know them who, and, mm-hmm. yeah someone who's like had a really easy life and you're like oh they don't know what it's like to struggle so it's really hard for them to be empathetic towards me when i'm struggling because they don't know what that that's like mm-hmm. it's yeah no you're right you're right i think like it's also hard because it's like you i mean if you're anything like me like you almost get caught up in like the idea of the person Mm -hmm. and not the actual person themselves. So like, I'll look back on a lot of my relationships and be like, okay, did I actually like them? Mm -hmm. Like, did I thoroughly like them as a person? Did I just like spending time with them? Mm -hmm. Like if I could go back, like, could I vouch for their character or like, did I just like being around them? And I get really confused. Honestly, I'll be like, I don't, I don't know. All I remember, all I can remember is just like, I really liked you for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's like enough, but other times it's like not. I don't know. I get very confused with the relationship thing. And this is also how I know I probably shouldn't be in a relationship right now. Like I have a lot to figure out and work through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just have fun. Just have fun. Just, just vibe. One day at a time. Just enjoy. Oh, well, what about this? Like, do you have any green flags? Maybe this will help because we were just talking about like, okay, what to look for. Like, mm-hmm. how do you know if you like somebody or not? Like, do you have any, like, off-rip, like, just green flags of, like, 
that's a that's a good partner like or that's a good yeah. thing to know clock actually i heard this recently that if you're wondering if you're going to be with a guy and or a person this was in the context of a guy and they're going to be a partner to you and they're going to be want to have more than a situationship but a relationship is are the people in their lives also in a relationship so if like all mm. of their friends are bachelors and just like hanging out with women and like going crazy or whatever most likely they're going to want to still be able to do that with their friends and they're not going to be as pushed into a relationship sure you know, sure they're not going to want to take that next step however if like their brothers are married and their friends are in relationships they're also gonna want to do that as well that's valid that's actually really good and they're by themselves like like on their weekends like they're all of their friends are hanging out with their girlfriends they're alone or whatever but Mm -hmm. if all of their friends are home and they're hanging out with you they're probably gonna feel a little bit of fomo yeah that's valid that's actually really good so checking to see if like people are also in relationships around that person you're looking to date mm-hmm. is a really good sign to measure how much they're willing to get into a relationship or not with you mm, that's good that's good isn't that so interesting that is it good. makes so much sense i saw something on tiktok and it was also in the context of a man but mm-hmm. i wonder like if it fits for anybody if it fits mm-hmm. um she was saying that if you're dating a man and you ask him what his love languages are as far as giving are look out for and like it's a good green flag if he does say acts of service Mm -hmm. because like that's a man that most likely is like super thoughtful Mm -hmm. is like going out of his way to provide for you like Mm -hmm. going out of his way to like do things for you versus like she's like what am I gonna do with physical touch you know like and physical touch is like cool and everything Mm -hmm. but like when you're like just like starting out and it's like okay like what's your love language like how do you like to give love and I was like, oh, that's a really interesting take. I'm going to take that into consideration, mm-hmm. acts of service. But acts of service is like how I feel like I receive love best anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for somebody that's going to be compatible in that yeah. regard to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Having my green flag. Having friends is very important. Having friends is huge. If you don't have friends, if you don't have a solid friend group, I am very s- concerned. Um, so having friends is such a green flag. Having friends that you like, mm-hmm. like if you like their friends, makes things so much easier so I, much easier it does make things easier not saying that that's the end all be all but it makes things so much easier yeah because when the friends are not cool or when they don't like you or they're just like lame mm-hmm. it's like okay well what can you do with that but on top of that i would also argue i think a green flag is um when they are not easily influenced mm-hmm. by their friends yeah for sure. That's my tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my tea. Yeah, that's my tea. I also really like it when someone's very driven. That's mm-hmm. one thing for me that I always look for in a partner. I've been really not successful in some of my previous relationships of finding people who are career driven. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't think someone has to be driven by their career, by money or anything like that. However, for me... I'm really passionate about my career. Yeah. So I definitely need somebody who's really passionate and driven in achieving their career goals. That's totally. Like top, one of the most important things in a relationship for me. So finding someone who's very driven. That's important. Is so important. Oh, do you want me to, do you want me to ask you what I asked, asked my partner today? My yes. question of the day for them? Yes. 
it goes along with relationship questions, and I thought it was super helpful. So, the question that I asked today was, if you could pick three rules or things that are essential to a healthy relationship, what would they be? Three rules or things that are essential to a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And obviously, there's more than three, but what comes to mind? Decisiveness. Mm Mm-hmm. Communication, mm-hmm. compassion. Very good. Mine were open communication, mm-hmm. um, respect, being able mm-hmm. to respect your partner because I feel like a lot of times, especially when you're getting into a long-term relationship, whether that be marriage, whether that be different long-term relationships, there are going to be rough patches because life hits you in different ways and there are gonna be times where you probably don't always like your partner yeah that's gonna happen if you're with them for 30 years there's gonna be probably a couple months in there at least where you're just kind of like i can't Damn. stand you right <laughs> but if you can find somebody that you respect and you value and you know that their values are good and, and morally you guys align and all of those kind of things then typically you c- i feel like that puts you in a really good place to respect them and to work through those challenging times. So that's really important. Mm-hmm. And then humor. Humor. That's huge, actually. That's a really good one. Yeah, finding someone you can laugh with because at the end of the day, especially when things are really tough, like you have to be able to laugh. And finding – my partner actually said this today when we were talking about humor. It's not only finding someone who is humorous but where your humor is aligned because a lot of people think they're funny – they're not and maybe funny. maybe they are, and maybe they need to find someone who thinks they're funny. <laughs> but a lot of times, people get into relationships with people who their humor's Suck. align. Their Sorry, humors don't align. Sorry, yeah, and humors don't align, mm-hmm. or you're just not fucking funny. There's that too, <laughs> and so then they fu- then they consider the person annoying. Then they're like, "This person's so annoying." I that used to happen all the time. I had a partner who would just bother, like. It what it wouldn't it's not harassing but just like bother people at drive-throughs. They would just like oh, crack jokes, yeah. and I'm like, they already hate. They're their working. Life. They like, hate their life. Please don't make it any worse. Literally, just let them give you an attitude because I promise you, they're not making enough to take your joke. Like no, nobody cares. Yeah, just and be nice. And so just be nice. And I'm sure that that person is going to find somebody who thinks that that's so funny and like giggle gaggles and like enjoys that. But not me. But it really bothered me. Mm-hmm. And that's a, such a dumb thing to be bothered by. But if you're with somebody for 30 years and every time you go to a, dr- a drive through, you get a major ick or you just get so <laughs> frustrated with them. That is probably it's not going to be a healthy relationship. It's a red flag. Yeah, it's no, not a red sure. flag. It's just I probably mean, not going to be a healthy relationship. It's Maybe a it's a red flag me. for me. It's a red flag for me personally. I mean, it's like, yeah, think about how many times you go through a drive through in yeah. your life. And it's not like he was rude to them. He was, no, he was for nice sure. to them. He would just like joke with them. And then he would be like, they weren't, they didn't joke back with me. I'm like, they hate their life. <laughs> They are actively <laughs> counting the seconds until they can leave, and you are in their way. Like, you're making things worse. Damn. Yeah, I felt that. Yeah. So, a couple green flags for you to consider in your next relationship and on your next date. Mm-hmm. From Kendall and Anna. Ding. Love ya. From Not That Serious. <laughs> um, on to submissions. We asked you guys to submit some of your own personal thoughts and um, dating stories. So, we'll just, like, get on with it. 
Um, I asked you guys any positive dating stories. Our first submission says, quote, do you like wine and sunsets? That was our first date at the beach. I still love him so much three years later. Fuck you. That is so sweet. <laughs> That's like my, my dream date. That was it. <laughs> um, this one says, I have a friends to lover romance for you. <gasps> Are you an enemies to lovers or friends to lovers? Probably friends. Friends to She's like, probably friends. Okay. I'm just. Just curious what your what your trope would preferences? In, enemies to lovers be kind of like you hate the person and you fall in love with them. Yeah. How does that even happen? If I hate you, I hate you. Ask the One Direction fan fiction that's on Wattpad because that was. Please consult. It was running me rampant. Um, this one says my freshman year of college, I signed up to be a DJ at the student radio station. I was paired randomly with another co-host and we qu- it, we quickly clicked. My family listened to the show each week and thought we had great chemistry, but I insisted he was just a friend. A year later, when I came back for the fall, something changed. We started flirting, and he invited me over to his place. He showed me his record collection and played Just You and Me by Chicago for me. We talked for hours and ended up and ended the night up on the rooftop. It was romantic, and I knew he wanted to kiss me, but I was terrified. I only gave him a quick peck on the lips. I was overthinking everything. I loved being with him, but what if it didn't work out? I didn't want to lose him or hurt him. A few days later, we were talking. We were walking around campus having a great time, and I told him I was just too afraid to open my heart up. He said, you will never know what could have been if you don't try. Why not put a few miles on the car? We had our first real kiss, and it was magical. Seven months later, and I'm so in love. He is so supportive, loving, and we have so much fun together. We have a great relationship, and he reminds me to take chances and not worry so much. We haven't been together long, but I can see a future with him. Attraction and chemistry is amazing, but date someone who you first and foremost love spending time with. That was great. So sweet. That was great. All the little butterflies little butterflies that's like so that's like actually like like dream situation too Mm -hmm. yeah i keep telling my partner since we met on bumble that anytime someone ever asks us like oh how'd you guys meet we have to just make up a story yeah yeah and so i so every time we talk about it i'm like oh yeah like let's think up our story and i kind of want it to be where every time someone asks it's different different (laughs) and even if the same person asks like oh yeah how'd you guys meet again like, just, like, the most random, like, oh, we were at the grocery store, and we both wanted the last box of cookies, and then he let me have them, but I told him he could come over, and we shared them together, and then we, you know. And then the rest was history. Yeah. That's actually a good one. Did you we come up with that on the fly? Yeah, I did. That was I've good. i practicing. <laughs> yeah. My favorite one, though, is he got into a car accident, that, like, <laughs> I hit his car. <laughs> so, we, we had to give each other our numbers. <laughs> <laughs> But then he let me off because he thought I was cute. I hit his car. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bye. This one says, I just recently started seeing someone and things have gotten really beautifully intense pretty quickly. We have both struggled a lot in the past year with feeling unwanted slash unlovable. And the other day we were just holding each other and they grabbed my face and said, look at me. You are so lovable. I don't think I've ever felt so valued and seen before. Y'all. Go to hell with these stories. Got that words of affirmation going. So important. Tell your partners that you care about them. It means so much. And even if you're like, they should know. Okay. Like, and make sure so, they know. Yeah, and it's so nice. And you don't know when you're going to be able to tell them that again. You know what I mean? Like, you Yes. Like, and you don't leave things unsaid. I'll say this, too. <clears throat> like, whatever is important to you in a relationship, like, keep that because... Something that was important to me, and I actually, like, this would also be 
considered my green flag is like I want to be posted on your social media. I know that's small. Mm -hmm. I know that's like rather insignificant. And there's so many people that are like, that's the stupidest thing ever. Like social media isn't real, but like, I'm so sorry. Like it is real. It's not going anywhere. And like, as far as I'm concerned, like that's how you tell people like what you're up to or like Mm -hmm. what's new with you and what's important in your life. And like, can I not be on your story? Like that personally, like, I just won't tolerate not being posted. No, I think that. Sorry. It, it, I completely agree. I think that it might sound like a small thing, mm-hmm. but small things add up to big things in yes. relationships because every day is not some movie or some crazy gesture. Like every day being with someone for like 30, 40 years is about those small things. Have you seen those trends on TikTok where it's like, it's, it's little but it's big to me and then it'll like it's like a picture and then it slides to the next thing and it has like all the little like tiny things that people can do to make you feel valued oh no i haven't seen that they're trend. so sweet and me and my partner send each other tiktoks all the time and i have to like stop myself from sending them because i don't want to get too sappy mm-hmm. i'm such a sappy person I and i don't want to be like every time you tell me you like me my heart flutters like I may feel that way, but I don't. Right. I don't need you to know that. (laughs) Right. This is coming right after I was like, tell your partner how you feel. (laughs) Don't keep anything on the inside. Let it all out. But also, we like to keep it cool around here because it's not that serious, you know? It's like, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, like, post your partner. I think that also goes along with the PDA thing, too, for me personally. Mm -hmm. So I just had to throw that out there because I do feel very strongly about that. (laughs) Um. This one says, my first date with my now boyfriend slash lover was at this art district in my area. And the first Friday of every month, the art district puts on something called First Friday. Lots of people come out and listen to live music, eat a f- eat at food trucks, shop, and etc. And ever since my boyfriend and I's first date there, we try to go back every first Friday for a date. And it's very wholesome and full circle. I love seeing how much we have grown since our first date there. So sweet. These stories are so good. Too bad uh, this isn't a Valentine's Day episode. I know, low But key. it is spring. Spring's new beginnings. Flowers blooming. Uh, do you happiness. think I'll have a boyfriend this year? I hope so, queen. If we'll that's see. what you want. I would love a partner. I would. I would love to be taken seriously mm-hmm. this time. Moving on. <laughs> uh, this one says, listen, there really isn't a lot to tell. But anyways, I was out the day before yesterday I was pretty sober. Anyways, <laughs> I, I love that that's a note in there. I was outside sober. I was pretty so- this, it's, it has a question mark next to it, too. I was pretty sober, question mark. Anyways, uh, this guy, let's call him Eric, also seemed pretty sober, introduced himself because I was sitting next to him. I tell him my name and he tells me his. Also, he's pretty hot, but I don't realize it then. And I'm autistic, so talking isn't that easy for me. Also, I had my eye on another dude that I had liked years earlier, and he recognized me, but nothing happened because I'm awkward. Oh, <laughs> this emoji. <laughs> also, he left. So, anyways, back to Eric. Me and my friends go dancing, and we, me and Eric, end up dancing with the same people, and he's a lot of fun. Like, he's really let loose on the dance floor, you know, and we love that. An hour goes by, and we have to leave, and we have one mutual friend. So, as Eric says bye to him, and as Eric is turning around, I tap him on the shoulder to say bye. I put my hand out to shake his hand, and he pulls me into a hug. That's it for the night. The next day, which was yesterday, I follow him on IG and DM him 
like, hey, it was nice to meet you yesterday. Even though we didn't talk a lot, you seem nice. I'm probably in his request since he hasn't followed me back yet. A gal can hope. Also to add to why he seems like a great guy. He listens to Hosier, Arctic Monkeys and Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. So I'm hoping it goes somewhere. Fingers crossed. If you want to see what he looks like, just DM me. I think you figured out oh. who I am because I DM'd you before writing this. Oh, yeah, you sure did. Um, I love this for you. I do That's hope so it works exciting. out. New beginnings, Curly. I, me and my partner do something really sweet where every week we do um, our music picks of the week. And I'm oh, not a big that's music. Good. I'm not a big music person. I'm more of a podcast person, and they really like country music. And I'm not a country music girly pop. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Um, but he d- also doesn't like musicals. So uh. we do. I pick the song that I've listened to that week, just like whatever normal song I've listened to, because I usually listen to the same song on repeat for weeks at a time. Sure. So I send that to him, and then I send him a musical of the week that kind of culturally is important like when parade came out when the new recording of that one came out Mm -hmm. i sent him one of those songs Mm -hmm. i sent him some songs from chicago because those are very culturally important for musicals in general and then he sends me a country song of the week and then a song he thinks i would like okay that's nice that's very nice and then we have to rate them before the week is up oh i love that we have to rate them on our scale of one to ten and say kind of why yeah i love that i love that those games are fun those things are fun do fun things with your partner like things don't have to be stale and boring you can do fun things Mm -hmm. man that's making me love hearing things (laughs) oh man this is all making me happy this one says um so my boyfriend and i had been talking slash dating for a year before we adopted the titles recently He told me that one year anniversary of our first date was coming up. So he planned for us to go back to the same place we went on our first date. There was a photo booth there, too. So now we have photos from when we went last year to this year. Very cool to see how the body language changed from the first date to being in love, unofficially making our anniversary 327 to track our photo development. There was a photo booth there. I love when men do things like important Mm -hmm. when they just can do things. I think sometimes men get a really bad rep for not using their brains. But when you use one, it is so good. Do you guys see what could happen when we all just like are sweet? That's so good. This is um, our last one. Okay. Last submission. Um, Says, I honestly don't know if this is the best dating story or the worst, (laughs) but it's a bit of both. Uh, It's a long dating story. I used to be in an extremely healthy long-distance relationship with the guy I met in college. Our first date was the night I graduated. Our third date was my best friend's wedding. We dated officially for a year and four days exactly. I met him in a five-person sculpture night class I was taking during the semester where COVID was still pretty bad. It was not love at first sight because as an art major, it's pretty typical to assume a man is gay in a studio art class. I also did not see his face for almost the entire semester because we were wearing masks. Half of the class did not really invest any effort into this class, given that it's just a required class. And personally, I attempted to get my advisor to switch me to a class that would better suit my passions. But alas, I was forced to take it. He did not treat it as such, though, and even decided to sculpt on tree logs outside of the classroom rather than the small slivers of wood everybody else was doing. One day, however, he asked me if I wanted to sculpt on a log outside with him. I agreed. And from then on, it was just the two of us outside every class, barely being able to see 
and conversing through the moments of breaks from the power tools. I started falling for him, but didn't know he was falling for me. We both found out after we were dating that both of us would take the long ways to our cars just to have a couple extra minutes to talk to each other. This is a rather long story, so please reach out if you would like the rest of it. I can only take so much. Have you heard of the sidewalk rule? <laughs> I smell a viral clip. What happened? <laughs> it's not that crazy. But oh, wait, I have. Go ahead, though. Yeah. Yes. So it's when a man is walking you to your car. Man, woman, person. Right. Is walking you to your car, and they stand on the outside where the cars come, and you can stand on the inside as a way of, like, if there was water to... To come up, or if a car was driving crazy, to protect and going you, to hit someone, mm-hmm. it would be th- they would take the hit before you. And I only found out about this rule a couple weeks ago, and then I like thought back on all my dates, and my person had always done that. They had always stayed on the outside, and I asked him about. It. I was like, "Do you know that this is a thing that like people do?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I wanted to make sure like you are always safe." <gasps> Isn't that so sweet? It is really sweet. I found out about the sidewalk rule because I used to walk my little brother to school. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, well, he's small, so you need to stay on the outside. <laughs> so if the car does come and hit, needs to be you and not him. <laughs> oh, no. You are you are big sis. <laughs> and I was like, okay, perfect. So that's how I found out about the sidewalk <laughs> rule. That's so sad, Kendall. It's okay. Well, Who's going to put me first? I know. Kendall needs someone to stand on the side of the sidewalk for. I need someone to take care of me. Um, guys, that's the episode. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Um, I hope this made you guys get some butterflies. I hope it also, like, I feel like it has the potential to either make people so fucking sad or it has the potential to be like, okay, like, love is out there. I hope it's the latter. Um, yeah, I'm sorry if I made you guys sick. I'm in my, like, happy girl era. Right. I'm, I'm trying so desperately to, to be like, I am also so happy. I am. You have so much going for you, and you're in a, such a Thank fun you. place, like where you get to experience a lot of love coming at you, and you get to kind of pick and choose. And you have to just think, you have so much love to receive in the future, for sure. And you just get to go out and find it. Absolutely. So good. Thanks for coming on the show, Anna. Yes, of course. Next time, I can't wait to roast some more men, though. Yeah, no. This was like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like, the next episode, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, I got to be back to feisty. I can't let people know, like, too much. Yeah. I got to be a little coy. Um, She's a spicy Pisces. Remember that. Yes, please. Um, But, yeah, I mean, like, out of all the stories that we heard today and out of all the, like, stories that we listened to, it's a nice reminder to remember that even though dating can be difficult, it's not not that that serious. serious. Okay, everybody. Have a good day. Yes. Kiss somebody you love. Get a blanket. Cuddle up with them.